Hello? Ashley, I don't think they can hear us. I don't think they're tuned in. This is your AM Wake Up Call with Marla. And Ashley. We We hope hope you enjoy the show. If you hear munching, it's because I'm chewing a pretzel. That's okay. I'm guzzling my booby juice, so. (laughs) Body armor. The juice of the boobs. It is the juice of the boobs, if you didn't know. You're breastfeeding and you're having issues. A hundred thousand percent. I could I could go on a tangent about breastfeeding, but that that that'll be for another day. Um, yeah. I cannot believe we're finally doing this. I know. This has been a long time years in the making. Twelve years in the making. Before podcasts were even like a thing, we were like, "Let's do a podcast." I know, and I feel like everyone, like, rolls their eyes when they hear that you started a podcast. Like, there, there'd be stuff going around, like, well, at least I didn't start a podcast. It's like, look, yes. listen here. This has been in the works for a long time. You were so cringe if you had a podcast back in the day. Now it's like everybody has a podcast. It's like you don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a podcast? You're a no. content creator without a podcast? Yeah. So clearly we've been friends for a long time, 12 plus years, probably going on 13, give or take. Yep. Um, we met through a mutual friend who we don't really, you definitely don't talk to this person anymore, but I haven't in ages, so. We do not talk. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. We're friends. You and I. (laughs) You know, that that is what I got out of that situation. Yep. That's what I got out of that situation too. So. Met through a mutual, been friends ever since. Hit it off right away, too. It was insane. Yeah. We, it was we like, played. it's kind of like, you know, with a guy when you fall in love for the uh-huh. first time. Yeah, for like, real. Love at first sight, but yep. in a friend way. Friends at first hang. Yes. And then from that point on, it was just like, Ashley and Marla. <laughs> yep. That and it's that's how it's been, even though, even though I'm like, we majority of our friendship, people should probably know this majority of our friendship has been long distance, yes. Um, but that has worked for us, so no we complaint. were in the same within like the same 20 minutes for like two years, maybe, yeah. No, definitely because- not longer than that, though, definitely not longer than that. It wasn't, we were not longer away than like an hour and a half for the first two years. Yeah. And we saw each other pretty frequently. Yeah. Pretty frequently. Yep. And then I moved and then you moved right after, right before I moved, you moved, we were in the same state again. (laughs) And then I moved and then I moved again and then you moved. So... Yeah, we've been in multiple states, some even at the same time, through multiple relationships. Goodness. <laughs> multiple yeah. relationships. Good, bad, ugly. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say good. Well, now's good. Now's but... good. Now's good. So let's see what's the reverse of that. Good, bad. Okay, so ugly, bad, good. <laughs> right. Now we're at the good we, we had to learn. We had to learn a few lessons. <laughs> yes, we did. We had to learn a couple of them a few times, but we learned some. We figured it out finally. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so yeah. So I guess like the premise of our podcast, um, cause this is kind of important information is that we, we want people to know that we, um, our intentions, I suppose, for like starting the podcast. Um, so basically I'm a Christian Bible reading daily praying Christian, um, Ashley, while she grew up in a church environment, Yes. Um, is no longer really a professing Christian and kind of airs more towards um, manifesting and um, spirituality, spirituality, meditating, that sort of thing. Soul connectivity type stuff. Law of attraction. Yes. These kinds of things. Um, and I guess we, we want to kind of, well, first of all, it's a little bit of a test, honestly. Um, but we want to, people to see that you can have civil conversations with people that are different than you. I mean, arguably we have two very different core belief systems, even though we have a lot of overlap in terms of a lot of our other views, which we will get into in other episodes. Um, but we want people to see that it's possible to, um, you know, have relationships or be kosher or, you know, at least be kind and have conversations that aren't screaming and yelling. Um, you know, because we kind there's of, no need for that. There's like no if, need. You're, if your belief is your belief, like I'm not going to try to make you believe something else. Yeah. We just think that there's a lot of like negative stuff out there where people are having conversations and it turns into like screaming matches and, it can be very intimidating already to share your beliefs with people. And then you add that element to it where we're seeing these kinds of things happen. And it, it definitely doesn't help the situation. It doesn't add any, any motivation, frankly, to like have those conversations if that's what you're used to seeing happen on social media and things like that. So we kind of want to show that it just doesn't have to be that way, I guess. Um, and I think there's a lot of stigma attached to I would say both sides mm-hmm. that both sides are a certain way like mm-hmm. you know I know that I had talked to you about the fact that I talked to my husband and we had a conversation about it mm-hmm. um because it's not something we really talked about like we knew that our beliefs were different and actually my beliefs changed in my marriage mm-hmm. so when I got married I believed one thing but then I learned and had a lot of information about a different belief. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I align so much more with this. Yeah. Like there's been so many holes over here in this mm-hmm. belief. And I've been like, you know, I don't understand why I don't feel fully into this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, learning about a different belief system Yeah, and getting, and I, you know, I, I'm, I like to learn yeah. about anything that I like fully invest my time in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I've read a lot of books. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. I have immersed myself mm-hmm. and now I'm like, okay, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is how I feel. Yeah. Um, which is good. A lot of people just base their decisions off not a whole lot of knowledge. I mean, not that it's required necessarily, but I think it's good to know 
why you believe what you believe and and have you know basis of of information of sources you know or what have you that you've kind of like gathered to to figure that out but um yeah i and we can talk about this so this is this i don't know if i mentioned this but this is the second time we've tried to record our pilot so this is technically the second pilot but this will be the only one that gets put the other one's already been deleted and burned that was a hot hot mess it was a hot a hot hot mess yes um Ashley and I are both moms. I don't think it could have been more chaotic. No. it. In hindsight, while it was happening, it didn't seem that bad. But then later, when I didn't even go watch it or it listen to it. It did for me. It did for me. <laughs> yeah, for Ashley, she was like a deer in headlights most of the time because she was just, you were, you know, you have a baby and, you know, you've got a five-year-old and there's just a lot happening. There was a lot going on and you and were solo. <laughs> you were solo with your kids there. So it was just a lot. Um, yeah. So we were like, we need to do a redo. And then I had my own feelings and things that I was just kind of working through. I called Ashley like an hour after we recorded and I was like, I don't think I can do this. I don't, I don't know if I should do this. I'm, I'm worried about judgment from all sides and I was just like my I was heart like field. dropped to my butthole <laughs> <laughs> I know you were like very quiet and then you like asked me some questions which was great I mean that you had a really good response by just like asking you know clarifying questions um but after we talked I felt a little bit better about it and I've prayed about it too like God just use me in a way that you want like my intentions with this I believe are good and wholesome and biblical. And I am just like, God, do what you do. And um, we'll just see what comes of it. It's, it's not to say that I won't have these feelings later or convictions where I'm like, yeah, I just don't know. But for now, we're plowing Let's ahead. I'm always be right there. Yep. We're plowing ahead and going through <laughs> it. Um so yeah, we can probably dive into um, maybe a little bit about, do you want to talk about a little bit your religious background? So I grew up, so first of all, actually, my whole family was not religious, is not religious. Yeah. Um, my birth father, he actually passed away uh, three years ago. Um, but he and my stepmother were Baptist. Mm. And I pretty much grew up with them. I lived with my dad from the time that I was 12. Mm -hmm. um, so I grew up Baptist. I yeah. went to youth group every Wednesday. I went to church every Sunday. Um, I believe there were even like Saturdays where sometimes I was a church. I was a very heavily involved in the church. Yeah. I've done um, food kitchens. I've done uh, food pantries. I have done... Uh, working at like, you know, local thrift stores for free, mm. um, car washes, like you name it. I have done it. Did you I've ever go to church camp? Oh yeah. I don't think I, I also, knew you were Baptist. I also, um, went on missions trips. Okay. I, I went on a missions trip to New York city was mm -hmm. one of them. Yeah. And First, we went to, like, a home for um, disabled children, mm. and we, like, did a bunch of, like, staining the deck and, like, a lot of, um, what's the word? 
landscaping for uh-huh. them. Yeah. Um, so we did that and then we went and actually stayed in New York City in a youth hostel mm. and um, <clears throat> worked in a food kitchen in New York City. That was probably the biggest culture shock I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Uh, being thrown into that as a child. I believe I was 15 at the time. Mm. Um. But honestly, I think I really needed it. Honestly, I think a mm-hmm. lot of kids would benefit for, from something like that. Yeah, I agree. You know, because you're going in there, like, helping these people, and they're mm-hmm. so mean to you. Mm. Yeah. And just nasty and just yeah. ungrateful. Mm. And um, they're hardened. They're very hardened. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, that was my favorite part. Really, of being a Christian mm. was doing all of like the helping. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel yeah. like it's it's honestly kind of hard to figure out how to volunteer anymore. Mm. Yeah, because uh, you don't know what's a scam. You don't know. Yeah, you know, you just never know these days. Yeah, uh, but back when I was a teenager, I did a lot of volunteering through mm. the church. Not even even not through the church. Yeah. Um, I worked at a, uh, animal rehabilitation center for a year. Also. Oh, wow. Um, as I'm learning some of this. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> I, I just don't really talk about my past that much. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so I grew up Baptist. Um, I did have church hurt at one point. Mm. Um, the youth pastor who I trusted so heavily, I started to kind of fill him in on how my stepmother was Mm. because you know a lot about that situation. I'm sure we'll talk about it another time. Yeah. Um, We won't get into that, but she wasn't very nice. No. Uh, (laughs) But he, when I went to him, you know, and confided in him because I felt like I could trust him. Yeah. He went to her. Hmm. And then I was in trouble. And mm. then I wasn't allowed to go to youth group anymore. And I wasn't allowed to do the things that brought me joy about mm. church. Yeah. And it became like a chore to go to church. Mm. And then it was like everybody was talking about me. And I was like the bad kid. Mm. And it just, it really left a bad taste in my mouth after that point. Yeah. And, but the thing is, is I don't think to me that it, it wasn't the religious aspect. It wasn't, um, feeling like I had something to believe in for me. It was, I had a community, I think. Mm -hmm. And when that was taken away, then the religious aspect, I I had nothing left at that point. And I tried, you know. Throughout the years, um, I became religious again, started going to church again um, in my marriage. But what I didn't say is that my mother is actually completely atheist. Mm. So two different, (laughs) complete different ends of the spectrum. Right. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I've had like my ups and downs. Mm-hmm. When, during my like teen years, I was very religious. I was baptized, yeah. all of that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of just ebbed and flowed through yeah. the years until I finally came to this point where I was like, okay, no, this, this does not align with me. This is what aligns with me. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like happens. I mean, especially when you're at that, that very impressionable age, I don't feel like our faith is very much our own. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so much of it is kind of a, a figuring things out. And church was kind of your escape at that point. I mean, you were, you were trying to get away from a, you know, not the best living environment. And, um, you know, the sad thing is, is that we as humans don't always handle situations the way that we should. And I think I, and I don't know what sort of training youth leaders go through, but they almost need to go through some sort of something comparable to um, like what somebody would, who's identifying like child abuse or, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, no, for sure. They almost need need to know those signs. Because they're working so heavily with children. Yeah. But they I also found out down the road that youth pastor was being inappropriate Ooh. to the kids also. So. Oh, gosh. There was that as well. So that's not good. Yeah. Um, which, again, flawed humans. You know, it's we make mistakes and things like that. And it, it sucks. And, I, yeah, I understand. I A lot of people experience church hurt because frankly, we're not safe anywhere. There is really no safe space um, in in the reality of things. You know, like we think that there are safe spaces and we like to hope that the church is a space for that. And sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. Um, so yeah, but I will kind of go into my religious background. Also, brief thing, these are our TikTok and Instagram. Did you like how I got it right? <laughs> These are our Instagram and TikTok handles, our personal ones. And then we have a TikTok and Instagram for the podcast mm-hmm. itself, which if you're watching is your AM wake up call. And if you're watching, we are on YouTube. And if you're just listening, you can also go watch the actual episode and see our faces and things like that. Um, but I will say that I am Marla. So you can kind of know my voice. And then Ashley's the one who just shared her kind of religious journey with all of us. Um, so I am A, this is M. <laughs> yes, uh, she's the A and the AM and I'm the M. <laughs> what was the name of our original podcast going to be? The AM Commute. The AM Commute. So we kind of got to keep that AM part of it, which is fun. Yeah. Um, so I'll share my religious background. I grew up in the church. Um, I've actually kind of been in the same church kind of my whole life, I would say, um, been baptized. It's funny because my first experience um, and a mission trip, I believe was to New York as well, which is, I've actually been there twice, which is kind of uncanny. Is that but really surprising though? I know we <laughs> will get into that. Ashley's lives and our, our lives are just very interesting the way that they overlap a lot. But, um, so yeah, I, I've, I've been there a couple times. Um, I would say there was a period of time in my life where I really started rebelling. Um, and that was probably, kind of the end of my junior year, beginning of my senior year. And then like all throughout my senior year, excuse me, 
And then by the time I got to college, uh, the only time while I was in college at a Christian university, the only time I went to church besides once my freshman year while I was at college was when I came back home. Those were the only times where I was actually in a church. Um, other than that, we had like chapel multiple times a week and you had to get so many chapels each semester. Um, and I was, I mean, there's a reason I wasn't in church is because I was like just making a lot of really terrible decisions. And I'm sure I didn't want to be confronted with those choices that I was making. Um, and so that was definitely a lower point in my, my faith journey, um, I guess you could say. And then moved back home, faith journey was kind of ebbing and flowing again. And um, yeah, I, I love my parents. They're amazing people. I feel like um, they miss the mark, just like just like all parents are going to do. And I felt like I was giving, I was portraying a lot of signs that I feel like they just didn't want to believe, or they were like believing my lies too much. Like I was, I, I say that I'm a recovering liar because I, when I tell you that I was lying constantly from like junior year up until honestly, fairly recently, and this might be news to you, but I would say like probably sometime in maybe like 2019 is when I really was like, I have a lying problem and I need I to- I never like, knew this. Yes. I, I have been wanting to make a TikTok about it, but I just haven't really found like the right, like how do I address this sort of situation? But yeah, I lied a lot. It wasn't, it wasn't really to people that I was close with. It was like, I would lie to save face or I would lie to my parents. Obviously, um, it wasn't really what to like friends or I'm not sure if I ever really lied to you, to be honest. Um, there wasn't really a need, right? Like I could be authentic with you. Yeah. I could hear that stuff with you. Um, even though I wasn't always in the right, but, um, so fast forward to me moving to Austin, Texas. I lived there for several years and was just kind of like, basically living a double life. I had like a foot in my faith and then a foot in just like worldly decisions and behaviors of, I mean, just like sleeping around drugs, alcohol abuse. I mean, just the whole gamut of things. And I was just feeling very empty and I was, um, making a lot of money at the time. So by all the world standards, like I was living my best life, but I was feeling terrible and I sat in church and I was like, God, what, sh what should I do? And I had just gone home and came back and told everyone like, Austin's my spot. I'm not leaving here. And as I was like sitting in church that Sunday and I prayed, I just felt God like in my head telling me you need to move home. And that was, it's important. The part about me telling people that I'm not moving home. It was such a different it was just not me. It wasn't a thought that I believe I was having at the time. I truly believe it was God. I was like, shocked. People were shocked. shocked. I mean, I had the thought on a Sunday. I called my parents on a Monday and I moved home by the end of the month. Yeah. It was just like, bam. Within four weeks. Um, I think I was my brother. I flew my brother down a one-way ticket and by it was like October 31st we were like leaving Austin and the skyline was behind me and we're in this big box truck and I'm I was just like crying like holy crap I'm leaving all of this but I was dating and living with somebody at the time 
So there was just a lot going on and I was just like, I have to leave and move home. I, I really think I just kind of needed a fresh start. So moved home and um, was still kind of fumbling and stumbling around my faith as, a, as you do, as one does. Um, and then I, at one point I kind of just gave everything to God because I was so terrible with like dating and who I was dating and who I was picking that I was like, I'm done. Jesus, it's all on you. And like a few months later, I met Tim and within a year and a half of us dating, we were married and we've been married for over six years now and together for like seven and a half years. So, and then from there on, I would say my faith just like really progressed and, um, through being with like my sister-in-laws who have a really strong belief system and really a lot of it through Tim's family. Um, even though my, my own parents, I would say have a, a have a good faith. Um, it it's based on just some different things I would feel like than, um, Tim's family. And I've gleaned so much from, from them, but so that's kind of where, we're at and where we came from. And I'm sure we'll get into a lot more details about the, all of that stuff later. There's so much more that we can unpack with our pasts and our yeah. family and just how, you know, where we've gotten to where we're at now, which I would say is arguably a much better place. Oh my God. Than we've been in, <laughs> we've been in some holes, bro. We've been in some holes. Um, I seriously look at my life. Uh, like almost on a daily basis mm. and I'm just like I am s this is everything I wanted mm -hmm. I have everything I wanted yeah it's such a good feeling isn't it yes to be in that to be in that I would like another baby but that's besides the point I've got Not two me. awesome Not two me. okay I know but you just had today. one Thank you just you. had one so appointment is made. Ashley and Mike together have five children total, right? Yes. Yeah. So Mike comes from previous relationship with a couple kiddos. And then Ashley has a daughter who's going to be seven. 17. Which is this just. Week. I don't like it. That's crazy. So crazy. Yeah. Insanity. Um. But I don't know. Did you have anything more? Maybe we could talk about really quickly before we get into some of the, like the religious stuff. We could talk about like some of our similarities and differences. Okay. We can um, I wrote down a couple. So are you a night owl, I Ashley, or are you an early bird? Hoot, hoot. <laughs> she is a night owl of owls. You back in the day, girl, you were stayed up till three, four. Oh, that's still. You are still? still. Oh my gosh, I don't know how you do it. But yeah. I so. can't sleep. Actually, it is so hard for me to sleep with a baby attached to me. Like yeah, this is true. I'm like laying like this. My nose. <laughs> I'm like Whew. it's a rough life. So yeah. I, so anytime I'm texting Ashley, like after 11, she'll be like, why are you still awake? Because <laughs> my kids wake up at the butt crack of dawn, dude. I have to, I'm like, guys, give me until 730. Sometimes I feel like you put on your D&D &D for me. <laughs> Honestly. Because you know, 
I mean, I'm not trying to like wake you up or get you to answer. I'm just, I have a thought and I. <laughs> well, I text you in the morning and I don't hear from you till like 11. So. I know. <laughs> My kids both. My kids both sleep in. Uh, well, Brooklyn, she sleeps in too. So yeah. she's a teenager. So. But I mean, that's, that's our schedule though. Like my husband gets home late. Yeah. You know, we want to still have him spend time with the kids. So they go to bed late Mm -hmm. and then my son comes home from school. He takes a nap. So he's kind of on the same schedule as the baby right now. So yeah, it's kind of working out. Yeah, it is. I mean, your kids, the new ones just kind of fit into the fold of, of the, the current lifestyle. I mean, that's honestly the best way to do it is to do that for sure. So that's one of our key differences there. I mean, I could stay up late, but even when I came to visit you, it was getting late. And I was like, like, I just want to stay up forever. I know. And I was like, girl, I can't like, I was dead. Um, so let's see. I like to cook in the kitchen and do all that stuff. And Ashley is, not a chef, not a cook, not a baker, none of that. Um, That is one of the first things I have ever told guys in a relationship. Every time I get into a relationship with them, I do not know how to cook. And I don't want you to plan on me learning how to cook. (laughs) Because I've tried and it's just not something that I'm good at. (laughs) So if that's an issue for you, like you need to we need to end this now because it's never going to change. Yeah. Um, and I'm not like Susie homemaker. Right. I have ADHD. I'm very, um, it's not like dirty. I just like when I clean, I put things in piles. Yeah. And so it's like unorganized, whatever. Mm. Yeah. Um, I call it, you know, messy, chaotic, not dirty. Right. Um, so my husband, <laughs> he, he is the first guy that like legitimately does not ever make me feel like I need to change it. Mm. And he's very like OCD. So mm-hmm. it works really well. Yeah. He you found somebody who it. likes to do it. He would just rather do it himself because he knows it's going to take me like 10 times as long. Yeah. So he's like, just get out of my way and <laughs> let me do it. Let me get it done. I'll even try to go in the kitchen and help him and like be all cute and be like, can I help you? And he's like, just get out of my way. <laughs> Let me finish, woman. Let me right. do my work. Mike is a gem of a human. When you met Mike, it was just like, thank you, God. <laughs> thank you, Lord. We needed a good one over here. We I needed know. A we needed a good one. And you yeah. met him soon after Tim and wait. Yeah. Who met who first? Was it you guys after us? Six it, months maybe, later, maybe? So how long have you been together? <clears throat> uh, probably on uh, right around eight years. So then you have been together longer. We've been together for seven years since. Okay. So it, we got together in September. So this past September, it was seven years. Okay. And Tim and I got together well, we married wise, but we got together in like March. I think it was six months later. I think it was literally six months after. It, it was pretty quickly after. Which, which is tracks with March and September. I mean, that's March, April, April, May, June, July, June. Yeah. 
that's like six or seven months, which is the story of our life is just, this I is mean, how things go. It is. We're just, I check off a box. She checks off that same box. She checks. It's just, it's so it crazy. It goes it's down the line. so crazy. It is you have. I just thought about this one. I have a mini me. You have a mini me. This is so <laughs> true. Except my mini me is only three and a half. She's so freaking cute. Oh my gosh, her little glasses. I can't. I she's adorable and she's so sassy. It's just she's me. What well, what's so funny is that like your daughter is the age that my daughter was when you met her. Oh yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> Whoa, dude. That's pretty mind blowing. <laughs> Dang. Okay, so what are some other, like, Ashley, okay, so I did my makeup for this, but don't count on it, right? Like, I mean, I may come with glasses and no zero makeup because. And with me, you never know who you're going to get. Like, yeah. you might you might get a blonde, you might get short hair, you might get, um, you know, uh, blue eyes, yep. green eyes, yep. honey colored eyes, like. The personalities are endless. It really, I, me, I just, for me, this is my makeup <laughs> for Ashley. It's like a whole desk, <laughs> literally drawers, desk, everything. So, um, but we I both... don't dabble as much as I used to though. Yeah, that's true. You dabble. I don't a lot have time. More. I don't have time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you both like fashion, although I'm not as into it. I feel like as much. Well, you're doing the whole no buy this year, so. I know. I, thank you for checking up on me, too. That actually was, like, really meaningful that you were like, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, which is everyone probably, unless you've watched my TikTok video about it, but I am doing a no retail shopping for myself personally, just for me, for 2024. And so I've done several thrift trips which that's something we love that's something we did together whenever we were that together. is something I love my husband is so bougie mm -hmm. yeah and I'm like let's go to Goodwill and he's like ew <laughs> but have you turned him a little have you turned him a bit I feel like you've gotten some a good little stuff. bit yes like he will buy things from Target mm -hmm. like he'll buy clothes from Target yeah which you would not have been able to get him to do before oh I didn't know that Oh, I mean, I knew he was bougie, but I didn't know he was like, yeah, he was bougie. Wow. Um, he, yeah. And he tried to turn me bougie, you know, he bought he me did. A, couple, he did. a couple Gucci, uh, belts and a purse. And I'm like, do I need these? Mm -hmm. I, I don't need this. Yeah. I would rather buy like a hundred bags. Right. <laughs> quantity versus yeah yeah no um but yeah no I love 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 to thrift and I'm, yeah. I'm still I'm still a thrifter you know yep. I still love a good deal I love 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 goodwill if we mm -hmm. had a better goodwill I think my husband would be more on board yeah ours is awful mm. absolutely awful See, I, I still find some really good stuff for Finley, but Caden, once they get to be about Caden and Easton's age, which is like five or five and a half, it can be difficult because boys are going through clothes like 
Nobody's busy. Yeah, Braxton, Braxton's on his way to a six to nine months now. Shut up. He is a size four diaper, Marla. What? Size Damn four. Dude, Ashley's milk is top notch. This is top shelf milk. It is. It is. Seriously. It's I'll never forget the first time I held Easton. He's five now, but it just, he's so squishy. <laughs> he's just a big old squish. And that's, that's what Braxton's on his way to also. Yep. You got that whole milk, girl. I know. No, for real. For did real. I tell you Easton tried it? He did. What did he think? I took a video of him. I can't believe I haven't posted it. Um, oh, my gosh. He kept asking and asking. He was like, you said I could try your milk. And I was like, okay, okay. Like, go get me a haka. I'll get you some out. So <laughs> he brings me the haka and Mike hands me a shot glass. And, oh, my uh, gosh. We hand it to Easton, and he, like, smells it, and he's like, mm. And I was like, you don't have to, you don't have to try it. And he just, and I was like, oh what my do you gosh. think? He goes, it's good. <laughs> so then he swigs the entire thing. Oh, my gosh. How funny. <laughs> he said it was sweet. Oh, that's hilarious. Sweet so, like mom. Both uh, both of my kids, outside of, like, from the tap, have now tried my breast milk because Brooklyn tried it when oh, Easton was a baby. That's so funny. And she thought that my breast, she spit out whole milk because she thought it was mine. <gasps> and she was like, that's, that's the breast milk. And we're like, no. <laughs> oh, so you gave her two different ones and yeah. she had to guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And she tried mine and she goes, like, you just saw her face, like, she goes, it tastes like almond milk. <laughs> Dude, almond milk's so good. If you're, if you taste like almond milk, that's Everybody the says that breast milk tastes like the milk that is, like, in your bowl after cereal. Wow. I'm like, I would guzzle that too. <laughs> I know. I think I've tried mine. I don't remember that it it was be that was that sweet, but I will not try mine. Mm, that's okay. I'm yeah. okay. I'm good. I'm I don't good. blame you. I'm good with that. I don't blame you. What are some other like? Do you have any other hobbies? Would you say? Oh, singing. Singing. We both sing. Yes. You won't catch me, but I'm way more shy about it. Uh think that's necessarily true I'm very I would say singing is the one thing that you could be like you suck and I would be like my feelings would be so hurt yeah I get like, it like that is I feel I feel like that's like a big weakness of mine mm. is like my singing and I'm yeah. I would feel like I'm I feel like I'm a little bit more insecure about my singing than anything else yeah yeah, I feel that way too. And I was so, I was chorally trained. So I was trained with a choir, a majority of my singing career, career used the term very loosely. There's no real career, but just my entire singing was more chorally trained. So I don't feel like I have the projection mm -hmm. of a lot of soloists, even though I did a lot of solos growing up in church, in choir, things like that. But I don't have like that projection that that volume that I feel like 
a lot of singers have, but we both have great voices. I would never yeah. say you have a bad voice at all. I would never her. say that you do either. Yeah. I, lo I love it when you sing in front of me and you're like, I'm like, oh my God, she sounds that good. And you're like. <laughs> I know. I'm always like. <laughs> I have been singing on stage at church, which you know. Yeah. So that took some courage. That was actually my dad like prodding me like cattle. And I was like, oh, fine. And Tim too. He was like, you really should do it. And I was I'm like, starting okay. my guitar lesson soon. Ooh. It's, isn't that funny? Because then I, you told me that and I was like, yeah, we got Tim's guitar strung and I was thinking about doing guitar. So this is just another thing. Like yep. you guys, when, when we're talking about soul sisters, we've got our matching tattoos, yes, we our, do. Arrows, our, our lives crossing our paths. Cross, like this is just, it's, and it never ends. It never ends. Um, what is your sign? Cancer crab. Okay. Okay. I feel like that makes a lot of sense. I forget what's yours. I'm a Sagittarius. A oh, okay. I was going to say, because I know you're not a water sign. No, I'm a fire sign. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, so should we open up the can of worms? We probably should open up the can of worms. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Okay. So I wrote down um, like meditation and manifesting because, um, mm -hmm. you know, while there's some overlap, like there is a tiny bit, I would say, of overlap in terms of like those words are mentioned in the Bible, but there are some differences between, you know, what you do and what would be like a more biblical definition, I guess. So I don't know if you want to talk about meditation and manifesting and things like that, that you. So I live my life trying to live at a high vibration. Mm -hmm. Like when people say, you know, you have good vibes, you're high vibe, low vibe. Mm -hmm. uh, what I believe is that, you know, everybody has a vibration, which has been proven. Yeah. Um, and you want to live at the highest vibration. Mm -hmm. So living at a high vibe is like, you know, happiness, joy, mm -hmm. love, like love is the highest vibration. Mm. Um, you know, peace, harmony, like all of the good things. Yeah. And that is, you know, the high vibe and you want to reach uh, the highest consciousness mm -hmm. and low vibe is, you know, jealousy, fear, anger, um, mm -hmm. anxiety. Those are all low vibe emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And <clears throat> when you vibrate at a higher frequency, you are able to manifest a better reality mm -hmm. because, you know, your perception is your reality. Yeah. Um, so this is anything that I state is I'm not stating as fact. I'm stating it as that's my belief. I just yeah. want to make that clear. Yeah. Um, so I believe you manifest your reality. Uh, I have seen a lot of things happen in my life mm -hmm. that I have fully manifested. Mm. Um, you know, starting with our house, starting with, uh, you know, a new car 
and you know just money coming in in unexpected places or Mm -hmm. you know there's just been too many coincidences for me yeah uh, for me to not believe that this is my reality Mm -hmm. I believe that when you start to have you know negative emotions uh that you can literally switch your percept perception Mm. and your reality changes yeah because you know you sit in this fearful negative angry space that is what is going to manifest into your life yeah you sit in this grateful thankful loving you know positive space you're going to manifest a lot of good into your life yeah and i've always 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 lived by you know, if you're a good person and you do good things and you are kind to people and you have good intentions, you're going to live a good life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it has been scientifically proven that our spirits never die. Mm. So um, I believe that when you your body dies, that you... I don't even know where it's like where you go. Yeah, Um, I know. Right. It's like, there's a, what's it called? I forget what they call it in like the spiritual, spiritual term. Um, But I've seen a lot of like instances where people have had like near death experiences and they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, you just immediately feel this overwhelming sense of love. That Mm. it just, like, brings you to your knees and makes you cry. Yeah. And I believe that you live a good life. You live a high-vibe life. You're not, you know, murdering people, you know, doing horrible things. Mm. Then you are going to experience whatever you want to when you die. If you believe in heaven... You're going to go to heaven and you're going to be your version of heaven. Mm. And if you believe that, you know, you're just going to, yeah, it's basically your version of heaven. Mm -hmm. So whatever you believe is like what happens when you die is what I believe happens. Yeah. Um, And then I believe that if you are not a good person, Mm. um, that you don't know that you have died Mm. and you live in a perpetual state of negativity and Mm. awfulness, which is like hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so I'm trying to think. Well, I was going to say, I can, I can break that down like from a Christian perspective because, because honestly, even though you're, you're just kind of using different terms than what I, I would say that as a Christian, I agree with a lot of that. Like I agree that we want to be grateful and happy in appreciating our life. And I believe that whatever our mind is thinking, we're going to, we're going to see that play out. Like, and from my own experience, uh, my own experiences of, and this will be something that we talk about at some point. So I don't want to get like too deep into it, but there was a period of, of time in my life where I was very focused on hate and negativity and something that 
somebody in particular that I felt like was making a lot of very bad choices. And I was focusing, focusing, focusing so heavily on that, that that's all I could see. It was very hard for me to see the good things that this person was still doing. So that's the idea of you manifest your reality. You're, whatever you're thinking, you're paying attention to. So super negative people, like, of course, your life's going to be full of, you're negative all the time. Everything's bad. Nothing's going well. But when you're a positive person with joy and happiness and you're grateful for the reality that you're living in, um, you see the good in people. You see the good. You know, of course, you're still going to see. You're still going to be. It doesn't mean you're not going to be mad or upset or have a moment of negative because that's just human nature Mm -hmm. to have those feelings and to, you know, to feel that way at some point in time. But I know that when we we create these neuro pathways in our brain and it's almost like a, a walking path in a forest and we're walking on this negative path constantly and our brain becomes so familiar with, there's a book I'll, I'll have to try to figure out what the book is, but um, you keep walking down the, these pathways that you've created in your brain and to reframe your thoughts and to create new neuro pathways, you have to literally go into the opposite direction. And it's almost like, your brain wants to pull you like a magnet back to these neural pathways that you've created that are negative. And it's very, I wouldn't say it's hard because I feel like once you've made the decision, I would say it's still hard sometimes. It's still hard. Um, I would say, I, I still would say that the hardest part is making the choice and realizing that you do need to make that change. And then you're just kind of constantly met with, a decision and you have to keep making this other decision, even though everything inside of you, including your brain and the neural pathways that you've created are saying, no, you need to go this way. And you're like, nope, we're going this way now. We're not going that way anymore. And you have to literally reframe your thoughts and your thinking and all of these things. Um, And so, I, I mean, I agree with a lot of that, especially the vibrations. I mean, we know that we're made up of atoms and atoms are in a constant state of motion vibrating. I mean, a lot of it is just kind of scientific at that point where I'm like shivering in my in this house right now because I don't, it's just cold in here. I'm like shaking. But anyways, um, there's some really interesting book. I, there's a couple of books that I thought of when you were talking about the near-death experiences. And one of the books is called Embraced by the Light. It's a very short read. Um, my grandfather actually either went to school with the lady who wrote it or she was a, I think maybe they were both teachers together at the same time. And she had written this book because she's had, she had had multiple near death experiences and she's sharing, um, you know, what she's experienced in those times where she actually believes that she was in heaven, that she was communicating with God in a way that is not verbal, but like, they're just brain. Like she's asking God questions and just simultaneously they're communicating like telepathically, which is very possible. I mean, I, I I felt like I got a conscious, you know, thing from God sitting in church. So, you know, just that's, that's funny that you say that because I believe that God is not a person. God is a consciousness Mm. and anybody can reach God level consciousness Mm. if they get 
to the highest level of consciousness and Hmm. Jesus reached God level consciousness, Hmm. which is why they say that Jesus was the original manifester. Mm, Um, And the ego is like the devil. Mm, And that when you sit in, you sit in ego and evil and negativity, um, that that's like your own personal hell. That's, Mm. that is, that is the extent of what I believe. So the other book that I thought of was, um, I think it's called the great divorce by, um, C.S. Lewis. So many of his, um, I always get nonfiction and fiction confused, but so many of his stories that are not based on a true story, um, that are just stories that he's telling. One of them is about how these people are basically living in a perpetual hell, essentially. And that when you talked about that, that you don't know that you've died, that you don't know that you're doing this. He talks about that in his book. And C.S. Lewis is, is one of the most amazing, renowned oh, for um, sure. authors in general, but also Christian authors. And we know him through the Chronicles of Narnia and a lot of other really amazing books. Um, but anyways, it got me thinking about that, too, because it's it, even the Bible doesn't go into I mean, it goes into some detail about like what heaven is like or what hell is like. But I just nobody really knows you know like I think we, the Bible is sometimes taken too literally I think it can be when it comes to um specific certain things um but I think I think I think even more so than being taken too literally is that it's like there's so many different interpretations to yes. certain things and everybody's perception is different. Yeah. So there, and, and I, and f- unfortunately I feel like there's a lot of, you know, rifts and issues within the church biblically where we're so concerned about, like I saw something today on Instagram where this girl had shared that there's like a church who's going to be putting out like rules of what people can and can't wear. Um, because, there and a girl was like why are we why are we putting emphasis on creating rules which is very pharisaical if you're a christian like the pharisees you probably remember the pharisees um that were part of the people who wanted jesus to die because he was coming in and changing all these things these rules and things and she was like why are we talking about this why are we not letting the holy spirit direct people on what they think that is appropriate for church or not. Now, is there a time, you know, is there a place where somebody might walk in and wear something that's like not appropriate? Like, sure. If they're naked or, you know, at that point I would kind of question their sanity, but anyways, yeah. you know, why are we focusing on this and we're not talking about salvation issues or the 10 commandments or, you know, like there's so many bigger picture things or so many like salvation issues that the church should be addressing and talking about instead of this, what the clothes that we're wearing, the Bible talks about, don't worry about the clothes that you're wearing. Don't worry about the food that you're eating. Like you're going to be taken care of. So to put emphasis on this stuff, and that's all of that to say that there's division amongst the church. And I think we've all known that it's, it's been there for, it's been in existence forever. Um, But 
anyways, all that to say, like so much of what you say, I can resonate with. And I feel That's like what Mike said too. is even biblical. So, you know, a lot of that, it, it, there are some key differences might be like, I'm, I rely less on what, on my abilities personally, and more so on God, like God and his plan. But we, but when you think about God's plan, it's, I would say my it higher overlaps. self. Huh? Yeah. I yeah. would say my higher self's plan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it, it just, it, it's, people are too scared to talk about what they believe. Yeah. With people that believe something different. Yeah. And then they don't realize that a lot of it overlaps. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, let people, let people have the belief that they want yeah because it doesn't hurt you yeah believe what you want to believe and what feels good to you Mm -hmm. yeah and Ashley and I could go into details about you know there are beliefs and things that can be hurtful to people as well um we yes. could go in. We could go into that. We probably won't on this episode because we're already yeah, at not this episode. We're already at fifty six minutes. It literally flew by. It did fly time. by. Last time we're like, uh, what do we talk about? <laughs> Last time was a struggle. I didn't know how we were gonna make it through. Um, but I thought I would share. So you kind of dabbled on manifesting. Um, so you so when you would use the term manifesting, you would kind of use it in a term of creating something, right? Like you're bringing bringing something towards you, a goal. uh, Right. So like law of attraction. mm -hmm, Which people are familiar with. Yeah. Right. So, well, some people might not be. That's true. You could give a quick (laughs) explanation. Um, Basically, it's like, okay, if I keep thinking, you know, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I am going to have an abundance of money. I'm never going to run out of money. If I have the mindset of, you know, I can't, I don't, I just don't have enough money for that. I I, I never have enough money. You're mm. never going to have enough money. Yeah. It's living in a lack mindset versus an mm. abundant mindset yeah. Um, a love mindset versus like um abandonment mindset. Mm, yeah. You know, going through childhood trauma, like a lot of I would say getting to my spirituality was healing. Mm. Healing yeah. my inner child, healing my uh, you know, childhood traumas. Once mm-hmm. you start to realize like how much that actually affects your personality and who you are as a whole, mm-hmm. and you start to like drudge up all that old stuff, yeah, it is hard. Mm-hmm. It is so hard, and that's why a lot of people don't want to do it. Yeah, they're like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna sit right here where I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm comfy here. I don't want to make myself uncomfortable." Mm. Um. And Not a, you don't get a lot of growth when you don't enter into some discomfort. Exactly. A lot of growth comes from that. I mean, I remember just walking with you and hearing you talk about your experiences with um, um, your counselor or, you know, whatever we call it. I can't think. Therapist. Therapist. <laughs> I was like, counselor, psychologist, all the words that weren't therapist. 
but I saw some huge changes in you and letting go of some hurt and experiences that you've been through some, some bonds that, you know, you had and trauma bonds. Yep. Yep. And there's one of the creeds I would say that we have in our church is like loved people, love people. When you are loved, Absolutely. you are capable more so of loving others and now I would say that God's love is enough. Like if you're a single person all alone, like God's love is enough, but that doesn't mean you don't need community and you don't need people surrounding you to, to build on that um, sort of love. But when the Bible talks about things are made manifest, it talks, that means like things are made known that um, kind of like when G when we've got, uh, the prophets in the Bible that are maybe like talking about things that are coming. And then Jesus kind of makes those things manifest um, like something that is made openly known to people. So it's a little bit different in terms of, you know, the way you use manifest, but at the same time, I mean, even when I think about, even if it wasn't monetary, in terms of money, if I believe that I am rich, that can mean a lot of different things. I mean, Tim Absolutely. and I, believe, Tim and I believe that we live a very rich and fulfilled life just with the two of us and our kids and the family that we've been blessed with. Like, even if our bank account was zero, like we're extremely rich and extremely wealthy in what we have, not necessarily by the world's terms right. or definition of the, of the word, but believing that you have these things also changes your mindset of, you know, spending. And if you're focused on, on having money and money coming to you because you want to do a trip or something, you might be more aware of spending frivolously yeah. And focus more. So, you know, it, it comes in all these different layers. Well, it's funny you say that because Mike always says that when he prays, he says, you know, give us our daily bread mm. and help us to live comfortably and nothing more. Mm. Like, give us what we need and nothing mm. more. Yeah. And we don't ever really have to worry about money anymore. Yeah. Um. You know, we'll get into it in a different episode, but there was a point where we were living with his parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we couldn't afford anything. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's just crazy, you know, because I sit here like we have a house full of stuff that I'm like, I I want to minimize. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I wanna like get rid of all of the stuff. Like I have this like urge in me to just Mm-hmm. be more minimalistic yeah because I don't care about material things yeah what I want I want to be able to travel the world with my family mm. and never have to worry about money yeah and just be able to experience life with mm-hmm. them yeah and that's it yeah I don't want cars I don't want mansions I don't want fame I don't want any of that I just want to travel the world with my family, experience life, mm-hmm. and be happy. Yeah. That's it. And you're already happy, so you got one box checked. Right. And I have a family. And, <laughs> and that was always family. really important to me, too. Yeah. Was to have a bigger family. And I'm like, okay, I've got, we have five kids total. You know, some of them are going to give us grandkids. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and they're gonna give us you know great grandkids and it's like we we could have a big huge family and that's all I've ever wanted because Mm -hmm. I didn't have that yeah I've never had like a strong family unit so yep yep but yeah I kind of went off on a tangent no you're fine you're you're so fine um but I think I think there's a lot of overlap and even when you say like you know you would say it's God's plan I would say it's the universe's plan Mm -hmm. it's and that's the thing that people understand is like we just call it different things yeah a lot of times it it is that way for sure and I you know instead of praying to God I talk to my spirit guides and my ancestors and the universe mm-hmm. yeah I, the other thing I was going to bring up and then we probably need to I know <laughs> cut things um gosh um we may even have to do like a part two. I would, I would be open to that. Cause I, mean, I, I could talk forever about this. I know. Cause I, I want to, I, I have meditation written down too, but that's something we can address. So the Bible actually talks about meditation quite a bit. Now it's, it may be and I'll let you explain meditation. I'll kind of, I'll kind of explain it from like a biblical standpoint, but several verses um in psalms specifically we have like david talking about meditating on the word of god and what god says and god being good um let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight um and then in joshua 1 8 it says this book of the law referring to the bible shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be um careful to do, you know, according to what, to all of it that it says. Um, So, you know, meditation exists in the Bible. It was talked about in the Bible, but it, it, the focus is a little bit more on what the Bible says and meditating on like God's laws and God specifically and remembering these things, but it's still similar because a lot of it is focusing on, um, how positive. we want our life to be, yeah. how we want positive our things, not negative, right. Focusing on the good things that God has. And even, even when David is, is in distress with things that he's dealing with, he's still focusing on the goodness of God, even in the midst of these trials and tribulations that he's going through and understanding that getting through these things and still having joy and appreciating God going through trials and still having joy and appreciating the life that you have gratitude, being grateful um, that, that having that focus in the midst of the trials and, you know, different difficult times is what keeps you grounded and sane and doesn't put you in this sinking hole of anxiety and depression because you know, when's the shoe going to drop? When's the next bad thing going to happen? And you know, it's very, easy to slip into that mindset when you don't have, um, when you're not grounded in truth, you know, whether it be biblical truth or the truth of your life and your experience and what's really going on in your reality, you know, when you don't have roots in that and you're easily floundering around with emotions and feelings and all these things, and you're not focused on what's really going on, 
um, it's easy to just sink into this pit of despair. I think the worst thing that you can do is believe in nothing. Mm. Yeah. So. It definitely would make for just, what's the point, you know, at that point? Yeah. It just seems like a strange way to live to me, (laughs) but people don't live that way. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, I had some other stuff, but I think a lot of this can be saved. I was going to talk about just like community and things like that, but I feel like we can save that for the next episode. For sure. Yeah. I think, I think we've got, I don't know. Like I'm really excited after this conversation because it honestly makes me want to read the Bible again because of how much I was like, you know, there's, there's a lot of similarities Mm -hmm. and I feel like I could like draw from each line and be like, okay, this, this could be taken this way. Mm Yeah. Yeah. There's some good stuff in that Bible, man. The more I read it, the more I'm just like amazed at the timelessness of it. Like reading things in here, I'm just like, you know, and we were, we were talking about this on our live before we started recording, but the, you know, the world and what we're dealing with and the turmoil of it, even though we're living in a very different society in a different world than biblical times, <laughs> you know, or even 50 years ago, like so much of what we're dealing with as humans, they were still dealing with in, in these other times, you know, it's just, it's just cool and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, I think this was good for yeah. our, first, our first episode. So fun. Um, yeah, so all of our, our personal Instagram and TikTok handles will be in the description of this particular episode, as well as the, um, your AM wake up call for Instagram and TikTok. And then, um, so follow us if you want to, we put out a lot of different content and fun stuff and serious stuff. And we're just kind of try to be pretty lighthearted. I feel like on our TikToks and Instagrams and things like that. Um, and we'll be posting clips of yeah. clips of this episodes. episode, teasers, upcoming episodes, things like that. And we do have an email address, which is your AM wake up call that you can send, you know, questions and things like that to. Um, and we don't have at, to name at Gmail, right? Yes, yeah. at Gmail. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. Um, yes, your AM wake up call at Gmail dot com um yeah for questions and things which i don't think we'll read like names of people but if you email us it could potentially end up on the podcast so just make sure yeah, that for sure that you're okay with that happening because if you send the email it's probably going to be on the podcast so yeah if you have a question if you have a topic you want discussed or mm-hmm. an opinion that you want us to talk about from both perspectives mm-hmm. yep that's one thing that ashley and i always Whenever we, I feel like we handle a lot of our own stuff. Like we don't come to each other very often for advice. Would you say like, we're just, we just kind of handle I feel it. like, well, sometimes, you know, we'll be like, oh, I'm dealing with this right now, but yeah, 
I feel like most of the time it's like we get through it ourselves and then we're like, by the way, I've been dealing with this. (laughs) Yeah. And then we kind of fill each other in on, on things, which honestly, you know, if I can conclude in a way, um, whatever we are dealing with, if it's with a person specifically, it's something that needs to be talked about with that person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, is there a time and a place for advice? Like, yeah. And we've had conversations, but a lot of it is after the fact, like, this is what happened. This is kind of how we dealt with it. Um, well, and I, we can definitely discuss that in a different episode because that's definitely something I used to struggle with heavily. Yes. Same. Um, same. So yeah, definitely. We'll have to discuss that. Yeah. For I'll sure. Have to write that down. But I have I'll to go. To list. I have to go relieve the hubby of the duties. So thank you, Mike. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening to our first episode and we hope you enjoyed it and um, stay tuned for more, like at least once a month, uh, maybe every other week or so we'll try to put one out where we're busy stay at home moms with a lot going on. It's hard for us to get together. It's almost midnight currently where we're at, which is way past my bedtime. (laughs) It is. All right. Thanks. Well, we hope we have uh, woken you up enough. Yes, we do. Love you all.